Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Well, they've really upgraded, haven't they? It seems so. From sewer to this sort of tropical paradise. Varnox could be redeemed. How do I get up that mountain? Uh, you can follow me! The Cat Lord is up there? That's why it's so green here. Cat Lord hid in the mountains and has just been font of knowledge. Cats hide really well. And yet, you always seem to be around. All right, so what? what's the game plan? I was given a little insider information from Bahamut that we can use. Varnox, Lip Sinky, can I talk to you guys for a sec? Listen, I'm not going to lie. I think we've got this in the bag. Let's entertain them. Thea pulls out a wineskin and takes a swig and is like, anybody, this is going to be heavy. Y'all, this is going to be heavy. Varnox, you especially, like for you, for sure. If it is as heavy as you say it is, then I'd rather be in my right mind to understand it. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. He, him, also with me today. It's Carla Maxted. She, her, that's me. I will be Lipsinky, Yenbull, Ilya, and Glim. All she, her. Yeah, but who's your favorite? Ooh. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, no, They're thank you. They're all a special part of me. Couldn't choose They're one. They're all Bahamut's children. Right. Man, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, that's right. And Tom Laird's here. Yeah, that's me. He, him. Uh, I am playing Flint, Tulgear, and Moot. And they all are he, him as well. And Moot is my favorite, hands down. <laughs> And Amy Moore. Yeah, she, her. And today I am playing Thea Amastasia, she, her, uh, Guile, Nighthunter, Oglakanu, they, them, and Sullivan Slight, he, him, and, you know, just like your own best personal therapist in, in the game for, in the game. It just it was just kind of like a lingering. Or hang it could be there. yours. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you just need to talk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm not actually a therapist, but I'm a good listener. And Kyle Classic. He him. What's up? I'm back. Playing Voranox Zatrucheth. I can't say his last name because I made it a stupid, difficult last name. <laughs> I was I just going to say he like did. Name. He has a I last like name. Yeah. Lipsinky's been working with this guy for a decade. I didn't even know he had a last name. <laughs> Lipsinky just whipped her head around and was like, huh? What? I thought it was like Madonna or Shakira. Right? You've got a last yeah. name? Zatrutrith. I don't know. Of yep. <laughs> it's a uh-huh, mouthful. That, those, are, those are letters together. Yeah, exactly. But he, him, and... Maybe unnamed NPCA that'll chime in out of oh. who knows. Look, uh, Kyle was just feeling left out because everybody has eight characters. That's fair. Some, you know, the level one, like, I'm like a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I got dropped from an air. I'm an here. ogre that rolled down <laughs> <a> hill. <laughs> he's, he's like the one talking That's undead right. creature. That's right. Yep. Yes. Unique, special. He's going to have his own spinoff. It's going to be fine. Yep. Uh, if you if you noticed, it's, it was in, it was in you know, hopes for how this conversation goes that we're going to have here almost right out of the gate as soon as we start playing. But I dropped the, and, and you know, a special guest because m- maybe, who knows? I'm just putting positive vibes out here because I keep wanting to play with Kyle. So don't kill him, Amy. We'll see how it goes. I make a no promises. <laughs> Do it. I dare you. Um, what happens over at Patreon? Uh, you get to, uh, at certain tiers, give us NPCs and items in game. 
And as this goes on, some of those NPCs uh, become fewer and farther between. But don't worry, we're storing those names everywhere for future games, for Patreon games, for anywhere we need a name, that's where it's going to land. You also get an episode dedicated to you, like today's patron. Amy dropped my Excel spreadsheet. Drop Way to go, Amy. Amy dropped my Excel Yay, spreadsheet. Amy dropped my Excel spreadsheet. You're the best. <laughs> uh, today's patron, Sebastian DeLeon. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you, Sebastian. Sebastian. Thank you so much. Lion. Yes. That's right. Yes. A uh, little fun fact about Amy. From ages six to about ten, I was like, if I have a boy, I'm going to name him Sebastian. Mm-hmm. I thought that name was the dopest. And I think it's still a good name. I don't think I ever heard that name when we were considering names. I said ages six to ten. She was very specific about that. Usually it comes with a life event comes with a story. Yeah, okay, well it does. The never ending story. Mm, I thought Bastion was Sebastian. Not okay. Uh, I, was, I was picturing like, uh, not the crab from, from Little Mermaid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and while I mean he was a great step in father figure for me, um, I think that Sebastian it, it from came... Little Mermaid. Yeah. Oh, come really? on, he was looking he out was. for her. Well, a little crabby at times, but you know he was way bit, more of a dad than Triton ever yeah. was. Oh, what true. is this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Long story to say thank you, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like to join us at patreon.com slash dumpdragoncast, we would love to have you. And now, fuck it, let's play. Yes. Explosion, 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 the world ends. Podcast over. Yeah. Yeah, right, you wish. You wish. <gasps> you yeah, you, you wish. wish. I think what? I have a wish I wish? Scroll, no, actually. I'm the good guys. I'm trying to, like, fix it. Down on the beach, uh, set off of the beach in a clearing in the trees. Yumble and Leosin are in possession of the Soul Bridge gem. But do they make out first? I hope. I, I don't, I don't. I had pals for I years. feel like, I mean, I know there's an age difference now, but I mean, yeah. just saying. Well, Chemistry's still you there. Know what? Well, off screen, we'll leave whatever you imagine. Yeah, your headcanon is okay. what happens. Yeah. Are they together? Yeah. Are yeah. they not? Does it just remain awkward friends? Who knows? It's up yeah. to you. It's, you know, does Yemple just keep writing from some future past about her kitty? <gasps> Who knows? Maybe. Oh my God. What if she is writing from. Don't do it, Amy. Is this, Don't is think it, about it. Is, too is, this a, is this the lake house? Are y'all doing the lake house? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we are. I think we might be. I think we've stumbled into Keanu, a lake house. Keanu, are you arc. there? <laughs> I know Kung Fu. Yeah, Leosin, played by Keanu. Yeah, and Ball. Great Leosin. Yes. Oh, that's so great. That would be good. Okay, uh, get, send us uh, all of your uh, yeah. celebrity castings. Yeah. Downtime, yeah. we'll discuss uh, casting yeah. for the all movie. Right. Yes. Downtime casting. All right, I've written it down. It has to happen okay. now. Back mm. to the story. <laughs> Ian Bull, uh, we need to test this n- now. I feel like there's going to be the need to use it right away. Uh, are you Are you prepared? Are you ready? Yes, I... I... I don't want to leave in when it is chaos here, but we must test the stone. We must know if it will work to send the others where they need to go. So ex- yeah. tell me what to do. Hold the gem. And he begins to um, cast a spell. The gem in your hands begins to glow as the sound of battle is erupting all around you. Energy is being drawn up from the earth, up from the ground beneath you. Roll a d100, please. It's never good when the number goes up that high. 14? Carla, I don't think this is Call of Cthulhu. I was saying the same thing. <laughs> I mean, that would be a great Cthulhu role. That's a great role. Cthulhu role. Before Leosin, we see Yenbull begin to waver. Like the image of her begins to waver. 
rushing in behind her is a a group of fast moving demonic beings that are so hard to describe they have huge claws and hair that just comes up in like these razor sharp tines across their back and these massive teeth and as they come within a couple feet she blips out the soul bridge gem drops to the ground Leosin quickly picks it up and begins running further into the forest. Good thing all those cat people are in the forest, mm-hmm. ready to give them yeah. some room. Mm-hmm. Oh my Pick god. Pick them up, pull also, them up into like, a tree what, or something? Like, big, what, like, what, big... Crab hedgehogs? Yeah. yeah. The fuck? That's, if that's what you pictured, that's what That is, is what yeah, I pictured. Fair enough. I, I, sometimes I just start saying things. Mm. Uh, now I got a craving a specific for image. pickled soul gem. <laughs> mm. I've heard good things. Leosin runs off into the trees, and we fade back to the beach where Sully is surrounded by this horde of undead. Blood is running down the, his forehead, as his rapier's in his hands. And we have one of those moments, like in the movies where everyone's only going to attack you one at a time. But there's oh, ninja a pause, yeah. Yes. Yeah. a yeah, moment before it happens, uh, and he decides to whip around really fast and create a circle in the sand with his foot, and then he points to the ugliest-looking motherfucker and gestures, come at me, bro, and as it does, he slides underneath his legs, and as he bends back, he lifts his rapier and chops him at the thighs below. The ichor begins to pour down. And he bathes in it <laughs> with his mouth closed. Cause yeah. And then just piped over some loudspeaker at the back. Oh, he's a maniac, maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be rain on me. <laughs> I mean, also Gaga plays from the back. <laughs> As we see Glim tear across the beach towards a new wave of... What do you what do you see and what are you tearing towards? Ugh, new wave zombies. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> British invasion. Oh, they have all this floppy hair and oh. They do. It's it's all, it's <laughs> Um, I think after Glim had her hard fall, she's going to approach all of the undead as they are coming out of the water. And I'm picturing not just, you know, like humanoid skeletons, but probably larger undead creatures as well that are making their way. This hulking ogre is like water's pouring off of it as it's coming up to the beach. And I've got um, the Vorpal Longsword going and it's just glowing basically because it's it's uh, all of this divine power that I have coursing through my veins from my one-on-one sesh with Bahamut right before we went. <laughs> so that uh, that fall kind of knocked the wind out of me, but it did not like at all take the wind out of Glim's sails. Like she is just flying in bloodlust, but also like religious ecstasy. We see this the Vorpal Sword churning through all of these undead as Moot has found this high point on top of a mound of undead that has been piled up. Moot sees a group of undead coming towards and he puts his one good hand up and his one crab claw up and kind of points in their direction and like a half second later there's this dim greenish light that starts to spread out from the middle of them and all of the creatures that are caught in this sickening radiance not only do they suffer exhaustion but they take a whole whack of radiant damage it's like popcorn exploding as this radiant energy waves through them they're exploding along the beach line which leads us down and towards one lone tabaxi sitting huddled on the edge, holding just this quarter staff. Kyle, it's you. 
Jeez, what is what's going on? Wait, why am why am I in this situation? I'm not ready for this at all. Where do, where do I go? What do I do? Just tell me what to do. I, I, they say we have nine lives, but I don't really. It's it's a lie. Well, here's what you do. Uh-huh. Find yourself an elder god. Yeah. Make a pact with them. Okay. And then you'll have some kick-ass fucking magic to work with. All right. I can do that. I, I, okay. Which elder god? Doesn't really matter. Just appeal to the broadest spectrum you can. One of them will pick you up. That's how I lost my hand. All right, what about that one that's like controlling all the undead that are around here? That seems like a pretty good one to to go with, right? Oh, I don't think he's really like an elder god. Oh, but you know, maybe. I, I well, what what about you? Can you get me in touch? Do you got a contact? So you know, like I, I mean, reference I do letter? have a contact. I'm not sure if he's taking new applications. I'll let you know as soon as I can. Sometimes there's like a bit of a delay on the communication side of things, but like, I'll try. I'll try and see if he's if he's up for another disciple. Okay, cool. Then I'll just I'll just tag along with you then. By the way, he loves taking hands. So pick which one's your favorite and offer him the other one. Oh. Well, I don't know about that. I kind of like we my- fade up and out of this conversation. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, this guy is making all these things seems pretty cool. Moose, like, yeah, it's an option. Barnox <laughs> <laughs> is creeping into your NPCs. Kyle, cut it out. <laughs> We fade up and out of this conversation and into the heart of the mountain where Elia, Knight Hunter, and Opal have barricaded themselves into this, this cavern. Behind them is this massive black panther. The four of them are waiting. They hear the moans of the undead and the rumbling of the mountain around them. So... So, we found the cat lord, didn't, didn't know it was an actual cat. It's pretty cool. What do you think it was going didn't to be? you well, assume? maybe a lord of cats. Well, y- you yes, You know, like that, that, that traveling one-man show, Cats, I did? Ugh. Yeah. The cats. memories of it were just outstanding. Yeah, I mean, some, some people did really, really like that one. Night Hunter, you yeah. have to admit that. Some people did like it. Uh, it was for one audience. Good play uh, is for me, everyone. They told me they, they had that I had to change the costumes because they didn't like the, the anatomically it, correct It was version. unsettling. The costumes you were have, a bit It was unsettling. every... And pointing right to the audience. Very aggressive. It's like they were screaming. Yeah. <laughs> you speak like this in front of your cat lord. Cat lord, is this okay? Cat lord. Turns look. and shows its anus to you. <laughs> Apropos. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The cat lord looks and growls and readies itself towards the opening in this cavern. Cat lord is so strong. Uh, are you type of god to imbue... Strength upon your warriors. There's a pause, and then this radiating energy comes out of his paws. Which he's re- sat up on his hind paws huh. and is paddling the air. Oh, like Night Hunter would never say ah, but in her mind she's like, oh. Yeah. Uh, coming out in waves, and you feel rejuvenated. Like you have. You've you've been you've taken some damage, and all of that you feel the wounds and cuts uh, begin to the blood begin to slow, and the cuts begin to heal as the next wave begins to enter. They're about to come in, like the the mass of them. Is that what's happening? Yeah. So like yeah, they're they're pouring. They're it, it's a uh, what we were talking about before. It's a choke point. So they're coming in kind of one or two by uh, by two. This is the arc. So Ilya is going to use her her empty body. So I'm going to spend some key points to become invisible and gain resistance to all damage except force damage. And then also I am able to walk vertically now up walls. So at that choke point, I'm going to just be sort of up there, invisible, 
waiting. Taking heads. Taking heads. And and I mean mostly mostly punching and kicking very quickly, and I can do some pretty fucking rad punches and kicks now, guys. Whoa. (laughs) 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 Uh, But that's Ilya's plan. I guess before she does that, she gives Night Hunter a quick kiss and says, see you on the other side of it blushes just hardcore because we do not do public displays of affection so she is like we are in front of a cat lord right now get your shit together <laughs> if not now <laughs> then when everything yet. <laughs> be safe Ilya Night Hunter takes out Corpse Grinder her great axe and presses the button and extends the head of it and begins to swing it above her head um in preparation of the horde to come through, uh, and as she does so, decides decides to just you know, makes like a really rational decision to rage, uh, because when she woke up this morning, she chose violence and is raging out hardcore while swinging corpse grinder above their head. Elia punching and kicking, and Night Hunter churning through uh, a, a a new batch of zombies cuts through. And Opal centers himself and grabs his keytar and plays just a few pounding notes on it. And it unleashes this shimmering lance of psychic power from his forehead that blasts towards the creatures coming in and like back and through taking out, uh, I don't know, that's 12d6, taking out a whole shit ton down this hallway that explode and like coat the walls of the hall down in ichor. The cat lord rushes through and everybody follows in behind as we find ourselves back up on the deck of, what's your airship's name? Ooh. Back on the deck of Ooh. <laughs> Bodie McFloatface. <laughs> Bodie McFloatface? It's it's actually Ew, David. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> As we find ourselves back on the deck of the Bodie McFloatface. Sure nobody else wants any of this? Because we're about to have a real moment. All right, just for me. Thea takes a big drink of her courage juice. It is just water. She's actually really like who nobody else wanted to drink from it because she was totally just listen. Mm. You think you know what happened all those years ago in Blackpool, but you don't. I don't. I don't know what happened to my family back in Blackpool. You bring up a name which has not been spoken by anyone I know. Where did you hear it? Who told you this? What if I told you that your family, Malice, and Acer, they weren't killed by the God of Light? I'd say you weren't there, so how would you know? You asked Paylor to do something that gods don't do. As this speech carries on, this this light from the platinum dragon flying around, being swarmed, emanates itself down over Thea and Varanox. And it's as if a scene is playing out as she is describing it. If gods won't do the right thing, then why do they exist? It's not up to gods to do the right thing. Really, they're just a bunch of entitled, way overly powerful beings that Mm. seem to kind of do whatever the hell they want. Then why should they not die? I'm not saying they don't deserve to die, but you thought they brought your family back as monsters. And they didn't. Look around you. Who brings to life monsters? You may see them as monsters. I see them as a way of continuing on. We see them as a way forward. Without 
the emotion, without the need, the greed of our kind forced upon them. This scene begins to play out where you see yourself, Varnox, coming over the hills outside of Blackpool, a path that you've walked many times. And you know this time, you know this scene, this is when you came back and the entire city was decimated. You see the look in your eye, the carefree nature, the enjoyment and the excitement to be home. And then you see it shift as you see the first body. Why are you doing this? You were set upon a path that you thought you were choosing for yourself. But you were fooled. You were tricked. Your memory was altered. And now you continue on living out somebody else's version of what your life should be. One of these undying gods. Scene shifts to the center of town where, Varnox, you see yourself holding Malice and Acer, crying to the heavens. I don't want to live this again. I... Stop showing me this. This isn't... This wisp of blackness that rolls around you that you don't... You manage to look at yourself. And you see that you don't acknowledge it. And it forms in front of you slowly as this... This goat like abomination creature that forms into what you recognize as Palor, the god of light. The scene is playing out. There's no... There's there's no sound to it. But you know that this is where Palor has come to you to tell you that he can bring everything back and make it all go away. See, see the image that I'm forced to see once again. The loss of the people I held dear. You're going to sit here and tell me all of what I've done is but a ruse put upon me. Who's cruel? Who's really cruel in this world? Everyone. There's a crack. A loud crack that rings out over the entire scene. In Varnox, the scene shifts. It's almost like static. And Paylor's face warps into that of Orcus. I fall to my knees. Shimmers back and forth. And you see him holding the wand of Orcus cackling behind this facade down towards you as Paylor, to you, casts his blessing upon the entire city, who then begin to rise as the undead that you had to push back. I want to believe these images false. Who gives you this? Who gives you these visions for me to see? Who do you think? It was Bahamut earlier, wasn't it? It was. I know what I must do then. I grab the wand of Orcus and I try to use it on Lipsinky. For, uh... <laughs> for powered kill. Whoa! Now, now, how can you just believe them? You're just gonna, you, you just see a vision, and all of a sudden a god says, "Oh no, it wasn't, it wasn't 
It wasn't Paylor, it was Orcus, and you're just going to believe it after all we've been through together. After all of the worlds we've taken over, after everything we've done. Thea runs in front of Lipsinky between the Wand of Orcus and herself. The scene is playing out around this chaos that has erupted. And we see Varnox in a corner of this, of this house, of this cabin. He's rocking back and forth. And these whispers are coming through to him, and there's this enlightenment period. There's this this glint in his eye as he lifts his head from the corner and looks over and sees the wand of Orcus laying in the center of the room. And it's as if Orcus is standing behind him, guiding him towards it. As I reach for the wand... Dude, I just look, I'm not even looking at Libsynchy, but I'm looking at myself. I'm just like, I know it's too late. Don't, don't do it. It doesn't have to be too late. It can change. It can all change. Libsynchy. I mean, I don't, like, listen, frankly, I don't have like a giant story for you. The path that you're on right now, the suffering that you have endured it's because of Varnox. And that can change. Well, I mean, it started out as the suffering I was enduring at the hands of Varnox, and then we be- now we, together as a team, inflict the suffering, and we don't suffer anymore. Okay, yeah, okay. But for how long? You are not immortal. You will be one of the bodies that get dropped from an airship from whoever takes your place. That's a, a noble calling. Mm-hmm. You know what else was a noble calling? A gnome that I once knew that did everything that she could, dug an entire city up to find a mystery to help people. It doesn't have to be and, like this. And what was my reward for that? Torture? Then, Yes. But we have the opportunity to change that. How are you going to change something that's already happened? We're here now. Taking over the world. We're almost done. This is our last spot. Mm-hmm. And what will be your reward when it's done? Well, There will be no more pain to inflict. You will live out your life until you too die. And then what pleasure will you have? There will be none. Warm kiss of sun on your face as you walk. The laughter of children eating your favorite meal. Holding a loved one. Nothing. It will mean nothing. It all means nothing. But we can change it. Or I can step aside. As I'm very aware that Varnox probably still has the Wand of Orgus pointed at my back to Lipsinky. As the scene carries on, Varnox in the cabin reaches down for the Wand of Orcus and it disperses. No. It's the city of Blackpool fades away and you're back on the airship. Fuck you. Bodie McFloat face. Everybody, just me tonight for the middle. Would like to just say thank you for listening. This is a this is a really fun episode to play through. Everybody's so fantastic uh, in the convincing of each other to come to the good side or the bad side, or who knows what's going to happen next. Right? It's just a blast. Everybody's lovely. One thing we would like you to do, if you uh, are so kind and so inclined, is sign up for our newsletter. Uh, been a little slow on it for those that are already signed up for the newsletter in, in the new year, but have a plan to get back on it and give some fun stuff out to people, notifications and reminders and, and some, some in-world things coming your way when you sign up for that. 
In order to do so, go to our website, dumbdragons.com. If it's the first time to our website, there should be a thing that pops up that says, hey, sign up for our newsletter. And if it's not, go to the Contact Us page or the Contact page, and there is a... Uh, a little form to fill out. Give us your name and your email, and we will send you a newsletter every now and again, at least once a month, maybe more, and it'll have fun in it. So check it out, dumbdragons.com, newsletter. There's some other things over there. We're working on a redesign of our website. We'll let you know when that's up to. Uh, but until then, we'll keep it short. We'll keep it sweet. Thank you for being here. Talk to you next time. Okay, bye. What's it going to be? Because I don't have all night. Or is it day? Not sure. Yeah, we got places and times to be. If anyone were to end me, it should be lip syncing. I have led you astray because I have been led astray. That, amongst many things, is my sin. And I am, uh, I apologize, Lipsinki. I truly believed in what we were doing. Because I truly believed what the gods had done to me. I can't deny what I'm seeing, what I've seen. Call me a coward. Call me a traitor. All of them are deserved. I've betrayed you. I've betrayed the people of this realm. I've made an enemy of everyone. At this point, rest would be a grace undeserved. But I ask for it. From whoever's hand may give it to me. I walk over with the wand of Orcus and I kneel and I offer it to Lipsinki. Thea readies herself to punch Lipsinki in the face if necessary. <laughs> I need to just grab that uh, real quick. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want that. You... No. What is... It's all been... This is just nothing? It's just been nothing. This whole thing, our whole lives, everything that we've done has been a mistake. Everything you did to me, everything we did together is for nothing. That's what you're saying? Yeah. And now what? We just give up? We just walk off this airship? You don't have to give up. I've led you astray. I think there's a chance for you. Well... A god manipulating someone is one thing. A person manipulating another person is a whole nother grievance. Well, what man- this doesn't even make sense. What manipulation came first? You got tricked and then you tricked me and we just, just tricks all the way down. It's like Orcus's own MLM. You were in my downstream. (laughs) (laughs) Multi-layered murdering. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. Yeah, and we became the two most successful MLMs. We, we run this whole show. Everyone is in our downstream. I enjoyed every company vacation with you. We got the vehicles. We went... But ask yourself. I believe in what I've seen. Can you? All I want, all I ever wanted, was to not feel weak. To feel strong. To feel like no one could ever hurt me. And I have found that. 
No one has hurt me. In years. And no one has been able to hurt me in years. And now I give that up for what? For what, Thea? I give up power and and the world to what? Well, think of the opposite, Lipsinki. You've never let anyone hurt you. Have you ever felt love in these years? Well, no, but did I ever? I, yes, I have. My friend Varnox and I, we, we care about each other and protect each other. And I don't know that I ever felt that before all of this happened. I was in prison when you found me. Not for doing anything wrong, just for, just for being strange. Who put you there? Yo. <laughs> Varnox, did you ever care for Lipsinki? Like, really care? I reciprocate the love that you feel, Lipsinki. Which is why I feel like it should be you, of all people, to end me. I don't... No, I don't... No, uh, also, also, I gotta shut this down right now. I'm sorry, Varnox. You are not going to get the sweet release of death right now. I understand. Number one, if you did, Orcus would just bring you back. Oh, yeah, And then you would be idea. literally nothing but a puppet. You guys, lip sinky. Are, are you in or are you out? Well, what... What what's in? What are you even saying? I'm gonna just turn around. I'm gonna go scoop up all the undead. I just dropped on the beach. What do you want us to do? I mean, you haven't even told them the best part yet. Well, okay. Well, Tulgir, I was like kind of saving it because it sounds fucking insane. But I mean, I think I think you need you really need to tell them. Tell us what. So, what's the trade? We give up all of this. We don't kill you. And what do we get in exchange for that? Your lives back. We go back in time and kill Orcus. Yeah, tell us about the time travel. So, we have the ability to time travel. We don't know how many times, but this one would be rather important. We are going to go back to a time before Orcus has taken control of the gods. He will be weaker. And it it is our best chance of defeating him. With your knowledge and power that you have, we would stand a really good shot of saving all the realms. And make no mistake, I know you're in the middle of dominating this one, but it's not stopping here. And once all the light is drained out of all the worlds, what will even be left? If there's but a glimmer of possibility that Acer and Malice would look down on me favorably from wherever they reside currently. Lipsinki, I'm sorry. I'm going to take it. This is where it all started. And I'm just going to take this, if you don't mind, because I feel like you're still on your knees holding it out to her, and I'm just going to, like, put it Be to careful with that. Just That's like, going to... Don't... Don't... That It will hurt I, oh, you. I, I wrap it he, in a cloth. He's never even and I let me t- like, touch that. Can I hold it with, like, this? You can try. This? Okay. And can I... Like, I want to wrap it... In a cloak. She has one of those grabber claws. <laughs> okay, well, I'd wrap it in a cloak first. This thing will like fucking evil. Yeah, the cloaks block all evil, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they it really does. Do. Yeah. It's a cloak of protection like heat, against evil. Right? That's right. I'm um, just gonna, just because she's a wild card right now. So, I have a couple questions. When, when are we going back to you? Say, Orcus will be weaker. Do we go back? Do we go back far enough to save Varnox's family? Do we go back far enough to save Blackpool? Do we go back before 
I ever even had, I guess, the misfortune to run into y'all? Could we do that? Could we go back and save Blackpool? No. I've been selfish enough. I'm sorry for asking. Our first and most important responsibility is protecting all the worlds. But that's not to say that the power may not exist to go back and to change some specific events. I can't make any promises. I I mean, you guys look at me. I, I'm not entirely sure how time travel works. But if we are successful, there could be an opportunity for a second trip. So where do you intend to go then? I understand it doesn't make sense to just go fix fix what we would want fixing. What are you What are you going to do? And how do we even know you can do it? How do we even trust you? How do we even know you're stronger than Orcus? We could all just fight right now. You could all just be gone. Our plan is to go to the abyss just before Orcus is able to capture the gods. He hasn't gained the power from them yet. You are both in the mix at that point, which will create its own set of challenges, but True. you've already lived those moments. You will be far more an asset with more information and power than we could hope to have on our side. We can change things. Would our past selves be there? Yes. That would be fucking weird. <laughs> Lipsinky maybe walks to the edge of the airship. Like, I want to get a sense of how this battle is going. We are just here having a nice chat, and there are yeah. an enormous battle happening everywhere. And how's that going? Yeah. Right. You, you look down, and you see your forces overrunning. Like, they're, you see, the beach is being held by essentially three individuals. You see who you've been told is Bahamut being brought down from the sky by your dragons. You see the undead that you, you dropped below climbing back up and inside the cave where there's this this large panther that explodes out and is being followed down and tumbled down this mountain. I don't think things are looking so good for your side. And if I want to be on the winning side, if what I want is is power and safety, I don't know that your side's going to give me that. Looks like we're doing pretty good here. Varnox, that take a look. I step over to the edge and take a look. We're, we're just going to give this all up? What are we giving up? Now that we... I mean, knowing what I know now. I've already... I've already lost... Everything I held dear. And I sought to take that away from others. I took that away from you. And if I have the chance to write it, to make this world what I think is better, and not what I have been convinced is better, it's what I must do. Now, I'm not going to use my conventional methods against you like I had in the past. But I will ask one more time, Lipsinki. Join me. And I hold out my hand. Thea has conjured a flaming sphere in her hand and is just waiting. Well, we have been through a lot together. We have. From torturer, torturee to co-workers, co-rulers, 
<laughs> it does sound good, doesn't it? <sighs> and the elf makes a point. What what happens? I, I guess I, I got kind of so caught up in the killing and the and the destroying and the screams and people running away and <sighs> kind of forgot that once we get to the end here, this is it. What happens then? No more, no more downstream to sign up. You know what I mean. Right. So, I guess at the end of it, in, in my whole life, you've probably been the only one who's ever really been there for me. So, I guess if you're want to and I grab his hand I pull in lip synky and embrace her Thea extinguishes her flaming sphere Mithril Hall is rubble, and standing in the middle of this decimated dragon are Flint and Bort. Two of them look across at each other, their weapons dripping, and as if from some divine place, steps begin to appear around this light moving upwards. Large platforms moving up towards the roof of the cave. I guess this is our way out? I guess so. Uh, it's your, your home, I guess you first. Yeah, it starts, uh, starts taking like big old steps up. Flint and Bort are climbing these steps and it's some time that passes and you reach the top and you enter into this void space. It's this blank, clear, white room. And as you step in, you turn back and the, the hole that you climbed up through is gone. You look to each other and then behind Bort, you see a pedestal appear. You see Bort looking over your shoulder, and you quickly look behind, and a pedestal appears there. And on those pedestals are two daggers. You check your body, and your armor's gone. Your weapons are gone. The two of you are staring each other down. So I kind of get the feeling this is where we part ways. Bort just stares at you. And there's a flash of light. A hard crack. The sound of a bustling street comes into the scene. And we see Yemble standing in the middle of Kalimport. Full of people going about their day, sun shining bright, the warmth of that sun and the heat of the sand coming back up is like nothing she has felt since since she left here. Just stunned, she starts to slowly take off layers because she's been it's this is finally in the, in the in the heat and the sun and the dryness again. I I can't believe I'm here. And and the market is here and the people are here and it is it, it worked. It it actually it actually worked. I'm here and and I I don't know Can I look down and the Soul Bridge gem is no longer in your hand. And and 
and I cannot return. So I must find out when when this is so that I can stop stop what is to come and save my city and save my people. Yumble rushes off down the street. As we fade up over the city, there's a looming storm cloud up and over a mountainous range off into the distance. Dungeons and Dragons, Season 2, Episode 111. Starring Amy Moore as Thea Amastasia, Sullivan Slight, and Gael Nighthunter Ogalakanu. Carla Maxted as Yenbul Nuri, Glim, Ilya Strong, and Lipsinki. Tom Laird as Tulkier Heavyfoot, Flint Firebeard, and Moot. With Kyle Classett as Varanox, and Russ Moore as your Dungeon Master. Editing, production, and sound design by Russ Moore. This episode featured music from Epidemic Sound and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Boom Library, and Sound Ideas. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, Kat Waterflame, Jacob Madden, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Craig Zeiss, Aaron Stevens, Darylith, Lulahan, Charlie Warley, and L.A. Branton. To support Dungeons & Dragons and our many other productions and get access to an exclusive podcast called The Adventures Of, bonus episodes, and much more, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. You can also follow us at facebook.com slash dumbdragonpodcast and on Instagram and Twitter at dumbdragoncast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk again soon. What? Oh. Hello. What's happening? Sorry, I was not ready at all. (laughs) I know. I loved it. As Thea is about to attempt her persuasion. As Thea is about to start her speech. Just basically. Just go speech. 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 Okay. I don't. I don't know what happened to my own family. <laughs> this is are you are you two beer Kyle? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you want to try again? I do. No, yeah, no, it's fine. Making it cool. Well, no, I yeah. didn't know if you were like just cutting me off and being like, and cut to the beach, and I'm like, no. I just started. <laughs> we gotta drag this out. Yeah. I just Bahamut <laughs> does like the AV God. stuff as well as yeah. 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 like yeah. total just, AV he sets nerd. Up the projector. I love it. It's cool. I'm really sorry about that. I can't always cut it. I in. really okay. didn't mean to. I thought I had like it's in, more. It's mostly in here. yours. It's okay. <laughs> Do it again. Well, no, I just needed to fit. Wait. It's almost like. Hold up, guys, hold on just once. Wait. Got it. You don't leave any gin at the bottom of that glass. They found love in a hopeless place. <laughs> We're just co workers who love each other, okay? It's platonic, it's fine. Of course. Platonic, yeah. Well, no, I didn't say what kind of love. <laughs> yeah, it stinks, uh, starts taking like big old steps up. And as he does, it's actually a dance dance revolution, and it's like oh, it's combo. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, and thanks for calling the arena. If you know your party's extension, you can dial it at any time. If your psychiatrist has gone missing, press three. Press three. That sounds ill-advised. Life is about choices, man. You and I both suffer from a very rare form of mental illness, right? Yep, yep, that's us. I'm just saying, we're probably not the best private investigators, since we don't know what's real. The waitress at the Chinese restaurant, she told me that I needed to complete three trials to find Sadler. Okay, but how long have you been out of your meds? Three trials? The arena? The old factory, the inventor's basement. The inventor's basement. Exactly. Mama, I met someone today. You're not going to believe this. Half spider, half human. You all have this disorder. We call it the imperfection. Okay, so we just got off the train at a stop called East River between East Broadway and York Street, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist. We are not a cop show, Charlie. Uh, I know that, but we're friends, and I need my friends. 
how sure are you that these things are actually happening in real life? It seems like reality can be a little slippery. Charlie! Charlie! They're on my face! Amber, Amber, stop, 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 stop it, stop these it. fucking spiders, they are everywhere. <laughs> the Imperfection, an audio drama in nine parts. Produced by Wolf at the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.